Welcome to Friends of the Force. I am your host, Brad Whipple here. It is the Sunday before the Rise of Skywalker. Holy crap, we got four days left, folks. Four days. At the time this episode's released, it'll be only three days, so we are closing in. And we are not turning off our targeting computer at this point. But with that, we have two guests joining us today from the Dorky Diva Show. We have Savannah and Brian. How's it going, you two? Good. Thanks for having us. Doing all right. How are you? Very, very good. Trying to survive the uh, blizzard here where I'm living. So I felt like it was an appropriate day to uh, have you guys on for a podcast. So uh, we're going to be talking today about a couple things in the Star Wars realm, such as the idea of hope. And we will be looking at the character of Leia, where it all began 42 years ago. Her plea for Obi-Wan Kenobi, help me, you're my only hope. And we're going to be diving into that today. So before we get started, did you two want to give an introduction to yourselves, kind of where you lie within the Star Wars fandom, and also uh, more about the Dorky Diva show? Oh my. <laughs> um, I'm Savannah Odit. I started the Dorky Diva blog I believe it was in 2015, um, and I also started the podcast the same year and roped Brian into this crazy escapade of talking about Star Wars on a very irregular basis. <laughs> we were like, let's have yep. a monthly show. Let's have a bi-weekly show, and now we don't even know what we are. Um, but when we do record... Well, first of all, let's have a yeah. show, and then you're like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Brian had to like rope me back into it, but uh, I'm, I'm in it That's to true. win it now, Brian. She is. She's back. She's back. She's yeah. killing yeah. it. We have a very fun time, and it's it's hilarious because people kind of know us as the podcast that just argues with each other. But <laughs> the only <laughs> the only perk to that is we argue in a very friendly way, so we're yeah. not malicious. But it's so fun because on we never agree on anything. Like prior to hopping on this call, we were just talking about the last episode of The Mandalorian, <laughs> and we had like polar opposite opinions. <laughs> so if you want to listen yep. to two sides of uh, a Star Wars topic tune into the dorky diva show because we never have the same opinion that's true that's true learn to gris- disagree agreeably <laughs> as i like to say i feel like yeah. that makes it pretty fun though because it makes for an entertaining episode versus you know just kind of agreeing with each other and moving on with the the conversation you know it kind of has a push and pull we love it and i yeah. love it specifically yeah. because i never know what is going to come out of brian's mouth <laughs> <laughs> that's true neither do i really if we're being honest yeah it's a good time it's a good time yeah. but we didn't really uh i don't think we realized about i didn't think we realized that about ourselves when we started the show it was kind of as no, we definitely not. got further along in the podcast we were like wow we really don't agree on anything yeah, we secretly hate each other, but we already <laughs> like publicly came out and been like, we're the Dorky Diva show. Yeah, uh, and it was yeah. too late. It was too late by then. Well, I'm super happy to have you guys on. I've obviously seen you two kind of across the uh, Twitterverse. I know Savannah, you just had that amazing armor shirt. That's I saw that recently for <sighs> the the Mandalorian. This is which the is way. So cool. Yeah, this is the way. <laughs> so I I'm so happy though to it. to kind of just be doing this the week. Leading up to Tross, I cannot believe we're just a couple days away. How are you guys like mentally preparing yourselves right now? Because I don't think it's fully hit me yet. I'm the kind of person that once I finally get to the movie theater and I walk in there and I go to the kiosk and I get my actual physical ticket and I'm like, oh my God, I'm looking at the ticket right now. I'm about to step in this theater and (laughs) like nothing's going to be the same when I come out. And I usually melt into a puddle like right (laughs) at a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So I'm like, I don't know how I'll make it through two and a half hours but how excited are you guys to finally see the conclusion of the saga 
I'm a pretty excitable guy, uh, as <laughs> as Savannah can he gets, tell like, you. Too pumped uh, up stuff. <laughs> yeah, like I'm a I'm a very uh, zero to a hundred sort of person. So Star Wars gets me to a level where I probably require medication <laughs> to come back down. Uh, so I pick my moments uh, pretty carefully, um, like with the Kenobi series. Savannah can tell you there were years of rumors of like, oh, the Kenobi. And any time that came up, I would get links sent to me. And they're like, Brian, did you hear this thing? Like, they're going to make a Kenobi series. I was like, no, they're not. <laughs> Don't show me this unless it has Lucasfilm and Disney's signatures on it. <laughs> and so I was like, no, 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 no. And then when the news happened and it was official, I like threw up. <laughs> yeah, that's not an exaggeration <laughs> either. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I sat there for like 20 minutes, like could not really figure it out and then screamed into a pillow and then just like, <laughs> yeah, so it was, I don't blame you, honestly. So, so, you know, so with episode nine coming, like it, I mean, it's, it's this week. I mean, that's pretty, uh, pretty tense. I'm, I'm so excited. But I'm also so yeah, nervous. Yeah, right. that's how I feel. You know, and that's 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 kind of where I feel like we both land. Is like it's gonna be amazing. I can't wait. I hope it's all these things. But also, how are they gonna do this? That's my biggest. Mm-hmm. Fear, you know what I mean? Is like I'm I'm excited yeah. for it. I think my feelings are a little bit more reserved than Brian's because Brian Always. loved Episode Eight. I didn't particularly love Episode Eight. Um, mm-hmm. Welcome to the Dorky yeah. Diva Show. <laughs> um, so my excitement leading up to the movie has been pretty much non-existent. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, I mean, seeing a lot more of the TV spots and the footage and all of that gets me excited. But I think I'm most excited for just the community aspect of it. I love yeah. seeing Star Wars with other people and talking about Star Wars with other people. So having something new to talk about will be really fun. But mm-hmm. I'm really nervous because i'm like there's gonna be so much stuff shoved into this movie how are they possibly gonna wrap it up and put a little bow on top you know right so i'm yeah I'm it is terrifying <laughs> i don't envy jj abrams whatsoever <laughs> no. you know he's like every no, interview he's he's saying you, know, you have to make not. it a self-contained movie but also pay respect to everything that came before to make it feel familiar but make it also feel unpredictable and there's just so many things you have to to do with this kind of thing and it's not an easy task but i i do worry about the discourse i'm like it's gonna go one way or the other or Uh. it's gonna be a mixed bag i'm hoping for like a very mixed bag or towards the positive side of things obviously but yeah um i think i'm gonna have to like avoid twitter timeline for like quite a bit like i'll still post and everything kind of like you know shove my opinions out there but in terms of like notifications those will be off <laughs> cuz yeah, i'm like you gotta i don't put want people the conversation on mute as soon as you post the <laughs> yeah. your tweet post all my hot takes yep. about you know wet yep. kylo ren and bendemption yeah. all that yeah exactly exactly yep. just start talking about only claude <laughs> for like a while claude watch. and then i think you'll be all right yeah i've that's right. I feel Claude like watch. after this movie is out, J.J. Abrams needs to teach a master class on how to manage yes. stress. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, I agree. I would pay it's for like, that. How about let's see? How about we wrap up forty-two years, nine movies, and also Carrie Fisher's not here anymore. Right. Figure it out. <laughs> like, good lord, yeah. crazy, uh. crazy. How's he going to do it? I have to say, though, I think we're in a really good spot because, I mean, no offense to somebody like a Colin Trevorrow, but I feel like J.J. Abrams is the right person to kind of shepherd this 
mm-hmm. into the final stages, you know? Because I feel like not not anything towards Colin, but just in general, like other directors, I think J.J. is like a really good choice to kind of, if it weren't, you know, Ryan Johnson or whatever else. But um, I, I'm very I confident agree. with him. And I think he, I personally love The Force Awakens and I'm very excited to see what he uh, does with this film. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. He, st- he started the story, so it would make sense that he would know a way Absolutely. to wrap it up. So we got three more days left. Uh, clearly, we're feeling a mix of reservation, but also about to throw up and also be <laughs> a puddle on the floor. Um, I actually might. I'm kind of worried. I've never actually like thrown up in a theater, but I might bring a bag just in case because I'm just going to oh be hyperventilating God. the entire time. And I'm going with my sister. She's going to be like, what the hell is wrong with you? I have to leave. I can't be associated with you. <laughs> and that will be They always come back eventually. Yeah. yeah, usually family does, for the most part, until you cry in a theater for two and a yeah. half hours and they want to not see you for a week. The key is you drive. Yes. Oh, true. Because then they can't leave without oh. you. These are That's my tips point. for Brian, you. Brian, that doesn't work. Uber this. exists. <laughs> Not if you take their phone while the movie's on. This is true. Just saying. There's ways around. I've trapped Savannah in more ways than I can legally admit. All right? I don't know if you know this. I'm the co-host. Okay? This is court mandated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to have to hide her phone then so she can't ditch me, but... Uh, yeah. That's right. That's right. I got you, man. <laughs> these are all good tips. I'm writing these down on my checklist for Thursday. No, don't yeah. write these down, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, do you want to ride yeah. or not? <laughs> well, with that, I think we're going to move into our conversation on the idea of hope. And there are definitely many yeah. things in the Star Wars universe that are built on hope. I would say if you really boil down Star Wars to one idea, it is hope. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 42 years ago, the movie that started it all is literally called A New Hope. And I think mm-hmm. that is a very meta understanding Ooh. of the franchise. Like, you know, A New Hope in Hollywood almost. It, it changed our culture it changed our filmmaking you know ilm and and lucasfilm and lucas himself have defined the genre of science fiction and space opera and space fantasy Mm -hmm. and i don't know what today would look like without star wars honestly but within the the context of the story i mean there's it it really just all started with those lines like i said right in the beginning of the show Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. And I feel like that's something so many Star Wars fans or non-Star Wars fans can think of or utter without even having seen the movies. It's kind of like the I am your father. It's so pervasive right. to to everything in our culture. People can I just agree. like memorize that line for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's significant. General Kenobi, years ago you served my father in the Clone Wars. Now he begs you to help him in his struggle against the Empire. I regret that I am unable to present my father's request to you in person, but my ship has fallen under attack, and I'm afraid my mission to bring you to Alderaan has failed. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of the SAR-2 unit. My father will know how to retrieve it. You must see this droid safely delivered to him on Alderaan. This is our most desperate hour. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. It's so iconic. It's so crazy to me. Like I went to college with a lot of people that were not Star Wars fans and it was so fun for me to try to gauge what they did or didn't know about Star Wars just through pop culture because a lot of them had never seen the movies and that was one of the lines that a lot of people knew even mm-hmm. though they had never seen the right. films. It, it's yep. it's so memorable and just having... It makes me also miss Carrie Fisher every time I think of this line. I wa- I've been doing my rewatch of... Mm-hmm. 
of Star Wars and just seeing her with the buns and everything. I'm like, oh, God, I miss Carrie so much. Just that hologram and Luke's fascination with this person who needs help. And he doesn't understand anything because he's been a farm boy his whole life. And he's so like closed minded in a way. But this this really just opens up Pandora's box for him. And that's kind of where I want to start is the idea of of Pandora's box. I was kind of looking into like hope and, you know, some of the roots of the idea of hope. And I found some interesting like Greek mythology on kind of where hope began or at least, you know, how evil, why evil exists in the world today. According Mm -hmm. to Greek mythology, so Prometheus stole fire from the god Zeus and in order to get back at at just humanity in itself, Zeus created this box and it had all the different evils in the world. And he gives it to Pandora, who, according to myth, is the first woman ever created on Earth. She was created by the gods and they all gave her a gift. So she was, you know, the one who bears all gifts. But she was beautifully evil. And in order to punish the people, uh, Zeus gives Pandora this box to go down the Earth to give to Prometheus's brother. And his name is Epimeth- <laughs> Epimetheus. I'm very good at pronouncing these things. I know, right? <laughs> so uh, Pandora and this brother get married, and he tells her never to open the box. Never open it. You can't look at what's inside. Lo and behold, you know, they can't resist it. Pandora cannot resist opening the box. She opens it, breaks the seal on it, and lo and behold, all these evils go into the world. You have plagues, disease, illness, spirits of greed, envy, hatred, mistrust, sorrow, anger, revenge, and lust, and all these spirits kind of go across the world tormenting every single person there but the one thing that remains behind inside the box is hope and it's it's pretty tragic in a way because zeus purposefully leaves this one thing in the box because as everything else is tormenting the world and causing chaos pandora's box has been unleashed the one thing that can get people through that, which is hope, the idea of believing in a better future and for a better outcome, is still trapped inside the box. So I was reading this, I was like, whoa, I was like, this is kind of crazy. I, I don't, I didn't like know too much about this whole story. You obviously know the whole like, you know, opening a can of worms, opening Pandora's box phrase, but actually looking into where that idea came from and kind of what it means, I think was really interesting. So that's kind of why I wanted to start this this conversation with that. And I think it can be almost applied to the the star wars universe in terms of like why hope is important i I thought i kind of break it down into like you know false hope or good hope and i think good hope is really what is within the star wars universe so like what do you guys make of this kind of pandora's box story like why do you think hope was in the box along with all these other evils like was hope itself evil or was it a good thing that you know if it had been unleashed into the world would have been as evil as the rest of those things it's kind of like a i don't know it's kind of crazy. That's so interesting. I've never thought of false hope in that way. And I don't know how hope could be something mm-hmm. evil. But it makes me wonder or it makes me think about the fact that like everyone in Star Wars has some sort of hope. I mean, Luke hoped to get off of Tatooine. Leia's Leia had hope for so many reasons. And to think of false hope, I'm trying to think of how that applies in Star Wars as well. I have an idea for that. I mean, the Sith kind of operate in false hope, don't they? You know, mm-hmm. like Palpatine saying that Darth Maul was always going to be the Dark Lord of the Sith. He was the best. He was always giving Dooku this, you're the best of the best of my apprentice, while he was going to replace him the entire time. So, like, it's he's kind of giving him a version of hope. 
but he's using it as a tool to manipulate him to get to do what he wants. That is actually yeah. that's crazy though. I, dude, I've never heard the full story of Pandora's box, or maybe I had and forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But man, wow! Like I knew about the whole boxes of evil stuff. I did not know about hope in the yeah. box. That's awesome. Yeah, and that was it's crazy. Wow. I read this. I was like, "What? I never knew that." And and the, yeah. it really gets your your Good mind Lord. turning of like, "Why is hope with all these evil things?" You know, are they is Pandora yeah. trying to say hope is an evil thing or is it kind of like, you know, Zeus is dangling hope there for everybody in the world saying, "Hey, it's here. It exists. It's just in this box and you'll never access right. it." Yeah. Is it like is it like insurance? Yeah. You know, what if Zeus put all those things in the box, but he put hope in there? Because he's like, some idiot's probably going to open this, and they're going to need hope to get through what's about to happen. <laughs> yeah, so like, like a fail safe. Was it yeah. that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Who, and I wow. think I think wow. maybe false hope and good hope are, are. I think you're completely right, Brian. The difference between the Jedi and the Sith, because when you think about a story like Anakin Skywalker, I think his whole journey is false hope, and why he eventually turns mm-hmm. to the dark side because he hopes that he can save Padme, and. Palpatine instills this false hope within him you know Anakin hopes that he can save his wife and realistically that's never going to happen because he's actually going to fulfill the prophecy himself by virtue of that hope that he has he creates the situation and kills her in a way and this just prolongs the torment of Anakin Skywalker the rest of his life as he is inside this mechanized suit and he can't do anything to bring her back he so desperately wants to he builds an entire castle in her honor to try to I bring know. her back and access this other world where he can bring her out and resurrect her. And it just never works. And he's perpetually tormented all because of false mm-hmm. hope by the Sith. You know, it's true. Yeah. It's a tool that can definitely be used. I mean, I wouldn't be me if I didn't bring up a Qui-Gon quote here, <laughs> but uh, there's a part in episode one when Qui-Gon says, you know, greed can be a powerful yeah. ally. You know, so it's like on the other side of the coin, you can take something that just is and you can use it to your advantage, either good or bad. So hope it's like, I'm, I mean, I would I would lean on the side and argue that false hope isn't actually hope. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's like a perversion yeah. of hope. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's a twisting of it. It's like I'm going to give you what you believe to be hope in an effort to get what I want from you, which is textbook Sith work, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I find it interesting that, again, it was within this box of all these other things, but also, like, why it didn't come yeah. out of the box. And, again, I think it right. fits into the idea that if it does come out, then it's just as bad as everything else in the world, you know? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea. I like where <laughs> you're going. Now, when I think about Hope's place in Star Wars, and I, I thought more about this this analogy and this the mythology and I really do think the galaxy itself is like a Pandora's box almost because when you look at the inception mm-hmm. of the Galactic Empire and, and Order 66, this felt like the opening of, of the Pandora's box. You know, you have all these evils being unleashed throughout the galaxy. You have the Inquisitorious, you have these moths ruling all these different planets and kind of keeping the citizens in line. You have Wookiees being enslaved. Yep. You have planets being ravished for resources, whether it's kyber crystals or certain metals to help build the Death Star, which will then destroy more planets. It's so perversive. And, yep. you know, locked inside this box, if we're thinking about hope, if hope is the thing that's locked in the box as Pandora's box is opened and and people are losing hope within the galaxy, what is the hope in that box? And to me, I think that hope is literally 
like Luke and Ben, because when you think about it, they're trapped in a way on Tatooine. They're Ben's in exile. Mm-hmm. Luke is being watched over, but he can't ever leave. He's still stuck there trying to be a moisture farmer, but he wants to go to the Academy and he can't leave. His uncle doesn't want him to, mm-hmm. doesn't want him to go meet this old Ben Kenobi. He'll go on some idealistic crusade. So he's re- he really is in a way trapped. And when I think about the story of right. Star Wars, it's the idea that Pandora's box has been opened. Hope is there. And it's a matter of getting hope to come out of the box so it can fight all these different evil forces around the galaxy. And I think that's what we end up seeing in A New Hope. And I think that's appropriately why it's titled that way. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. I I agree with you. And it's interesting. I've never thought of Obi-Wan being trapped um, on Tatooine. I Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've just never thought of it that way. Um, but when you talk about Luke being trapped, that makes perfect sense to me. And the way that Leia comes basically asking for Obi-Wan's help and Luke gets strung into the deal as well is just amazing. And it just makes me wonder what would this story look like had Luke not gone with him. And how that hope from Leia would have changed had Luke not been involved in basically the solution to everything. Well, I think we kind of get a glimpse of that too in the last Jedi novelization. Have you guys each read that? I have not read it. I have not read any of them. There's this whole prologue about Luke had he not gone on this adventure with Obi-Wan and essentially the story goes as Alderaan blows up and I think Princess Leia is executed Obi-Wan's killed Mm. and Luke's just kind of stuck on this planet with a wife always looking to the stars and the Empire continues to rule and he's still never found. Vader never finds him because there's no reason to return to this desolate planet filled with a bunch of misfit gangsters and moisture farmers. But he's always looking up to the sky and his wife can kind of tell, you know, there's something you're always out here looking up like, you know, what's going on? And he kind of just has this feeling like he was just meant for something else, like something else was out there. And he just maybe missed his opportunity because whether it be he didn't follow the droids or he didn't listen to Obi-Wan. It's really interesting. But do you guys make him out to be the new hope? Like, is he himself a new hope? Does that reference Luke? Does that reference Obi-Wan? Does it reference just like more of an idea of hope, like existing, a new hope existing in the universe to be motivated by? So I think there's a like couple different meanings of this title. I like the idea of hope being the idea that it's there if you just grab it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like not that any one particular person is hope, especially at this point. Because I think about like the kids playing with the toys at the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like by, by Luke's sacrifice and becoming a legend again, like he inspired an entire galaxy of hope. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. like he he is he was like the catalyst for it. But hope is something that, like, anyone can have. It's just hard to get. It's in Pandora's box. It's the the box of evil that you know. If you look into it, it's there. It's the only thing left in there. Mm-hmm. But it's there. And it's like you can grab it at any point if you so choose to answer the call to action. Right. Uh, that, that's kind of where I land on it. In terms of the movie A New Hope, I always picture it as Luke and Leia together. But it's really interesting to think about that movie now that we have Rogue One. Because that adds right. like a whole other layer to it. And we also see that Jin has so much hope in Rogue One. Yep. And I believe that 
you know, spills over onto Leia and the rebellion as a whole. So it, I mean, that movie alone changes the context of A New Hope. But in my mind, just on like a very basic level, I feel like Luke and Leia are the new hope for the galaxy. Mm -hmm. Like that is their purpose. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like it can be a person or two people or many people or just an idea. But I always think of Luke and Leia as just pure hope. I think that's definitely true, especially in three, because mm-hmm. when they're born, the Republic crumbles, the Empire's born, and the twins are born. And it's like, mm-hmm. the twins are literally the hope. That's why they're split up and protected, right. because it's like, right. these guys are going to save the galaxy one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as things have gone on, because yeah, I mean, Jin literally inspires ev- the Rogue One, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. she she got the hope from her dad. Yes. Because her dad was like, it has to be destroyed. Listen, this is the thing. So Jin didn't come up with that hope. She wasn't just right. hopeful. She didn't even hold her head up anymore. You know, right. Galen came through. Oh, Galen so Versio. So for her, he... I or know, not Galen Versio. We love Galen, Galen over Versio. here. Oh, dude. <laughs> so we, good. Oh, Rogue One owns my heart. That's uh, our jam. Yeah, so it's, I think that's... In the context of where we are now coming into episode nine, I feel like hope is more of an idea, but I definitely agree with you that before there were very specific people that were catalysts uh, by choice, essentially. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, like Leia was very much like, I am very specifically deciding to do this thing and be the spark, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing, too, is hope can come in several different forms. You can hope out of despair. If you live your daily life just being like, you know, I hope I get this job or I hope something changes in my life. I just hope for something. But if you're not doing anything, it's more like out of despair. You know, if you're not actually doing anything to improve your situation, then at that point, you know, hope isn't really going to hope might not necessarily like come to fruition for you. But if you're using hope as a catalyst to act and take action and change your circumstances, that's when it can be really effective. And I think, again, that goes back to the idea of false hope versus good hope. False hope is not yep. taking action. Good hope is taking action. And when you look at some of these heroes, I am I think for the purposes of this episode, we can kind of consider Rogue One and A New Hope as, as one single unit. And I actually just watched both of those yesterday back to back. And let me tell you, it is one Gold. epic four-hour just mind-blowing journey of like, Look at what these oh, actions yeah. do from this like rogue group of people who take on this mission built around hope. And then that hope continues on in the form of Leia and Luke to destroy the dust. It's just crazy. I love I love how those two movies fit together. But agreed. You know, Leia uses hope to act. She gets those plans at the end of Rogue One, says, you know, the guys the guy asks her, What is it that we have? And she says, Hope. So when you think of a new yep. hope, like maybe that disc that those Death Star plans, that's the new hope. It's little yes. hope. Exactly. And she acts, she puts the plans in R2, no matter the costs, she does it. And then at that point, she doesn't really have many other options. And it's unfortunate. She's just at that point waiting for someone to rescue her. At that point, she is hoping out of despair because she's run out of options. And it's really, it's really sad, especially when we see that message from her. Yeah. Then that hope mm-hmm. gets transferred to Luke and he has to act. He has to take the, the call to action in his hero's journey and learn the ways of the force and join Obi-Wan Kenobi. But yes, I, I do think there are some different interpretations of hope or a new hope uh, within this mm-hmm. title. And I love it. Same, same, same. Dude, Rogue One is so good. Yeah. And I'm glad you bring up Galen Erso too. I think hope is also a genetic thing in a way. It does get passed down through generations. And 
Galen certainly hoped somebody would find the flaw in his major project, you know? Right. Because if you're not mm-hmm. if if you're not gonna take action and you're not gonna build that flaw in the Death Star, it's it might never happen. You might never have it be destroyed. So he took an action, even though the stakes were extremely high. And like you said, Brian, you know, Jin sees that sacrifice that he made, and that's why she carries hope back with her to Yavin and makes this incredible mm-hmm. speech of what chance do we have? The question is, what choice? Run, hide, plead for mercy, scatter your forces. That's that's the hope out of despair. You give mm-hmm. way to an enemy this evil with this much power, and you condemn the galaxy to an eternity of submission. The time to fight is now. Every moment you waste is another step closer to the ashes of Jeddah. We have to capture the Death Star plans if there's any hope of destroying it. I think Galen's hope also comes from his love for Jin. For sure. He Mm -hmm. loves her so much and wants her to have a better future and for her children to have a better future, as he had probably hoped. But I think that probably inspired him to hang on to hope and to continue to have hope and to continue to try to reach her with this message because... I'm sure his heart was with her and that motivated him a lot mm. with his hopefulness to to get this message out and to get help. Right. Yeah. Yep. Hope's dangerous, man. Yeah. Does this, I mean, does this speech, whenever you watch Rogue One, you said you love Rogue One. Does this just give you chills? Dude, I got pumped it? when you I were mean, saying I cr- it. I cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, every literally everything about Rogue One is just perfect to, to me. If uh, But it, it's... Rogue One is also the perfect example of like hope in times of despair, but still fighting through it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. hope, hope in life is very, very important uh, because hope is like stuff of dreamers. You know what I mean? Hope is mm-hmm. is almost expecting something to be different. You know, even when everything around you and everything in the past doesn't give you the inclination that it's going to be different, but you have that this like irrational spark. That you're like, oh, you know what? I, I feel like it's like a belief, you know. Yeah. Hope. And it's this thing that where like people can signify hope to you, and it's like in the darkest times, the light shine the brightest. And Rogue One is that for me because it's the darkest times. I mean, it's the Empire is just subjugating everybody, and it's horrible. And there is no hope. There's no rebellion at this point. You know, there's little cells here and there, but there's no rebel alliance that's right. of any force really. Uh, and yet, knowing that Galen, Galen, Galen's hope that Jin is even still alive is a really mm-hmm. big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that movie is just like, uh, just it keeps going and it keeps going, and it ends with Leia, and you're like, oh my god, it's just man. After the most horrifying scene in all of Star Wars, we get Leia being like, oh yeah, there's a chance, and that's all we need. That's all we need is a chance. That's Star Wars, you know? Yeah. And when you're asking yourself, why did it take so long for the Rebels to to do this kind of mission and to have such a great victory? Because when you think about it, it happens so quickly. It goes from zero to 100. You know, they have this rebellion for so long that's forming. And all of a sudden, it just takes one mission within that single day. They're destroying the Death Star. Why? Because of hope. Nobody else had the hope. Again, it goes back to action versus despair. The rebellion was very much in a state of despair because... They felt the overwhelming odds of the Empire and they have all these different rebel cells and they kind of have to act in secrecy and they can't expose themselves. Even within the Senate, Bail Organa yep. has to show that he's not a part of the rebels. And eventually we see the Emperor disband the Senate because he probably starts to feel the weight of some of those rebellion cells uh, trying to influence 
uh, uh, politics. Yep. But when you finally get somebody like Jen Erso to come in here and make this grand speech and take the risk anyways, I mean, people are trying to oppose her. One woman asks, you're asking (laughs) us to invade an imperial installation based on nothing but hope? Nothing but hope? Yep. Hope is all you need. And she says, rebellions are built on hope. And this other guy says, there is no hope. And then you have that one guy go, what is she proposing? Yeah. I love that guy. But it's... (laughs) Yep. But all it took is just one single hero heroic act, and that's why I love I love Rogue One. Savannah, are you on the Rogue One bandwagon like like Brian? Oh yes, and I? this is the only thing that Brian and I agree on. Yeah, we 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 are. Rogue One is my it. favorite Star Wars movie. Period. Like I love Rogue One. It's yeah a perfect movie in my opinion. Agreed. I agree with that. I think we're all Rogue One stands here. Yeah, yes. for yes. sure. Yeah, I just love it. it. It's interesting when you when you shared with me that we would be talking about hope today. I know Leia is a huge component of that, but actually, the first person that comes to mind for me when I think of hope is Jin. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, we just discussed why that is, but it's like such a hugely important movie in the Star Wars saga for that reason. If the Empire has this kind of power, what chance do we have? What chance do we have? The question is what choice? Run, hide, plead for mercy, scatter your forces. You give way to an enemy this evil with this much power and you condemn the galaxy to an eternity of submission. The time to fight is now. I uh, I love the one meme. I forget. I think it's General Dodan or whatever when they're in Yavin in A New Hope. And he says, um, the plans that were brought to us by um, Leah Organa, he pronounces her name wrong. <laughs> and I saw a meme and it was like Jen Erso. He was like, she's like, what the hell did you just say? Yeah. <laughs> Who? Leia? Yeah. Uh, excuse me, mister. I died on this planet. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. Give me Show cred. some respect, son. Yeah. yeah. But I think the, the power of Rogue One is just so remarkable because the thing about the movie, I think, is they're just expendable. And they mm-hmm. know they're expendable. And they take this mission anyways. And they know, like, you know, hope is all they have. And they have to just, they have to carry out this mission or else they're, like, the hope's gone. Yep. And I think there are those moments of hope where you can feel the despair and you can feel like there's no way out of it. And oh, yeah. you just, you take one more look inside Pandora's box to see, is there anything else in there that could be of use? Or is, is it just all evil inside here? Is that is that it? And you just see it there at the bottom kind of, you know, just lingering and you got to break the seal one more time and just take action. I got a question for you guys. When you were, when you walked into Rogue One, how long did it take you to forget that all of these characters were going to die? Like immediately. <laughs> Cause same. I, I forgot almost the entire yeah. time until we were at the end and they started getting picked off and I was like, Oh, Oh no, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I, I think that. I forgot right away too because you don't know how this movie or where this movie fits in. Yeah, and then obviously looking back, you realize it's right up against a new hope. So you're yep. like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, yeah, I think yeah. once I the think shield gate viewer, closed, you... I was I was scared. Yeah, yeah, and I but I think the entire time as a viewer, you're like, well, I I hope they make it out because you right. Know, I mean, speaking I feel like of that's, hope, yeah. <laughs> I think in Ahsoka's instance, you know, when I was much younger watching season one of the Clone Wars, I was like, well, how the heck is she going to fit into episode three? You know, like right. she's not in episode three. So what's going to happen to her? And I I assumed she was going to get killed off and she's still around. That's so true. I think I still had that in the back of my head 
during the movie as well. I was like, well, maybe they could make it out. <laughs> right. Maybe. Yeah. Same. Same. But no. We had our own little bits of hope going into that movie. Like, maybe, yeah. maybe it'll be all right. Maybe it'll be all right. <laughs> no. Then our uh, hearts got yeah. punched. <laughs> yeah. That movie, to this day, mm. makes me sing- my- makes me cry every single time I watch it. I Same. I just can't not cry anymore. Yeah. It's- Galen's same. message Ugh. to Jin is the one one scene in Star Wars that will make me hysterically cry. That yeah. one gets you? That's a good one. Yes. It's it's his message. It's not even the end of the movie. It's his message to Jin. And then seeing her cry, I'm like, oh, don't cry. Like, it's, yeah, it's not pretty. Jin, my stardust. I can't imagine what you think of me. When I was taken, I faced some bitter truths. I was told that soon enough Krennic would have you as well. As time went by, I knew that you were either dead or so well hidden that he would never find you. I knew if I refused to work, if I took my own life, it would only be a matter of time before Krennic realized he no longer needed me to complete the project. So I did the one thing nobody expected. I lied. I learned to lie. I played the part of a beaten man resigned to the sanctuary of his work. I made myself indispensable, and all the while, I laid the groundwork for my revenge. We call it the Death Star. There is no better name, and the day is coming soon when it will be unleashed. I've placed a weakness deep within the system, a flaw so small and powerful they will never find it. But Jin, Jin, if you're listening, my beloved, so much of my life has been wasted. I try to think of you, only in the moments when I'm strong because the pain of not having you with me, your mother, our family, the pain of that loss is so overwhelming I risk failing even now. It's just so hard not to think of you. Think of where you are. It's interesting too, because I think there is a little bit of a parallel between Jin and Luke and then Galen and Leia. Leia and Galen yeah. both have a hologram towards somebody they're related to, yeah. telling them why they should persist through the fog of darkness. Yeah. Or that like that they can make a difference, and I think that's really powerful. Just this call to action, like you can do it. You know. Yeah. Come help Galen me, is true space dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> Him and Bail Organa, they are the space dads of Star Wars that don't get enough recognition. Wholeheartedly Amen. agree. Amen. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> oh god bail work on a rip you know going back to the the skywalkers i think i mentioned the idea of hope or having hope being somewhat genetic or passed down and my headcanon is the moment luke and leia are born obviously padme is under a lot of distress because she's just lost her husband to the dark side a little bit and i i know i've i've heard um you know, like when you're pregnant, like the emotions that you're feeling and stuff like that can kind of get translated onto the baby or whatever, or they can kind of feel some of what you're feeling in a way. And I like mm. to think, especially like through the force, that might be even more pronounced. And if we're to think that on Padme's dying breath, she's holding out hope for Anakin, saying there's still good in him, I know it. Like that's what she says with her dying words. Mm-hmm. The fact that she's holding out hope, I got to imagine that's impressed somehow on the two kids, the twins, the, the twin sons. And that's why Interesting. they spend their whole life like as beacons of hope because it was passed to them from Padme. 
Padme was the one person that held held out hope. Everybody else, Order 66 happens and they just, they give up. You know, they have to hide. They have to run. Padme is like, nope, I'm still standing by him. I know there's good mm-hmm. in him. It's just a matter of time before it comes back out. And I think that's why in a way it gets passed on, on to Leia. I don't know what you guys think of that, but Gosh, I think Padme is also very, before. I think Padme is very important in the journey of, you know, going back to Leia, why she's so hopeful because she remembers her mom vividly in Return of the Jedi saying, you know, I remember her somewhat, you know, she was beautiful. I kind of remember her, but you know, I don't really know her too well. Mm-hmm. Right. She said she remembers her being sad. Yeah. Like, oh, interesting. I like, yeah. I like the idea. I like the idea that Padme like almost through the force left like a little, hope residue yeah that, that's that's not the word i meant to say that's a weird way to say that <laughs> how would you hope say it? Residue. legacy yeah. let's just say she left a, a legacy oh come on legacy that's so pr <laughs> use use a real word savannah <laughs> residue. Residue. i mean right Ooh. like a leftover you know little little thing legacy <laughs> that's interesting i've never even thought about that before but i really like that idea I yeah because i think padme is just such an important character in the saga and then when we look oh, at yes. her giving birth to to leia and leia being being this beacon of hope what does the character of leia mean to you you two i want to kind of get a feel oh, for man. you know when you think of leia and Ooh. her importance in the saga i think she's just so, i think she might be like single-handedly the most important person in star wars mm-hmm Honestly, like it's, it's she's me, so powerful. It's hard for me to separate her from Carrie as well. And so I feel like a lot mm-hmm. of my feelings about Leia are also my feelings about Carrie. But I rightfully so I, mean, I never lived in a world without Leia. I was born and raised a Star Wars fan. I dressed up as Leia as a little girl and for what felt like a very long time she was it. Like she was the cool Star Wars girl. And even as I got older, I didn't really connect with Padme as much on a personal level. And then, you know, Ahsoka didn't really come around until I was in my teens. So I'm, a ton of my upbringing was just Leia and her story in the original trilogy and and exactly what we've been talking about, the amount of hope that she had and her perseverance as well, I think that's the main thing that comes to mind especially now with the context of the sequel trilogy is this woman has persevered through so much stuff i mean Mm -hmm. her planet was blown up she you know first of all she's adopted by amazing people but it's like she never knew her birth parents really and then she finds out darth vader's her father and then she meets han solo and falls in love but their relationship doesn't really work out and then her son turns to the dark side i mean she has gone through so much and she has persevered through everything. And that's that's like everything about Leia to me is is her perseverance through all of that. Mm-hmm. And she continues to have hope, which is insane. Somehow. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think that's why she is the most important character because I don't think any single character in Star Wars, to your point, Savannah, experiences as much tragedy as Leia. And so much loss. Not even Anakin. Yeah. And the I fact agree. that she's not able to succumb to the dark side like her dad, mm-hmm. that speaks to the the strong the strong will of Leia. Mm-hmm. She goes through all of this and never gives into fear, never gives into temptation. And again, I think it goes back to Anakin had false hope. Right. She has good hope. She has realistic expectations, and she will fight for 
the right side of things. She'll fight for the moral high ground, which Anakin never had the high ground. <laughs> right. And no matter the amount of loss you know? she experiences, because we know from the Leia Princess of Alderaan book as well, she experienced some loss in that yeah. story. And it just kind of continues. I mean, she loses her husband. She metaphorically loses her son when he chooses, or, you know, when he goes to the dark side. And it's, mm-hmm. ugh, God, it's so sad. And her brother. Yes. Yeah. Tragic. She's the brother. last of like the original, original trio. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if something happens to her son in the rise of Skywalker, she's the last Skywalker left. Yeah. It Ooh, ends I with her. You know? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's why she nuts. means so much to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Savannah half stole my answer. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I mean, perseverance in the face of loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it is something that I personally identify with a lot. Mm-hmm. And Leia is one of those that just, like, I understand the idea of, like, being human, right? You know, because we're all like, you know, they're, they're a human being. Like, they go to the, sometimes we go to the dark side kind of thing. But she never did. And that yeah. is incredible to me. Like, that's strength. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm mm-hmm. pretty, I'm fairly certain I'm going to misquote it. Uh, but there's a quote from Obi-Wan in The Clone Wars when he talks about, like, only the weak embrace the dark side. And it takes true strength to walk a path of light, right? Yeah. And Leia has a million reasons why she should quit. And all of us would be like, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, but she she doesn't. And it isn't even that she doesn't. It's It never crossed her mind. You know what I mean? She lost her planet, which is the thing she was fighting for. So the, the whole reason you're doing everything gets taken away. If you're like, oh, well, you know, we tried. It was, it was pretty good. And everyone's like, she lost her planet. We're like, oh, yeah, no. Your shift's over, buddy. Uh, but she never even thought about it they Mm -hmm. win against the empire and she's like you know what this first order is getting kind of crazy out there i should probably stick around just in case like she's vigilant she is i mean she has perseverance that that is the word that i think even more than hope uh if you ask me like she is just strength you know i i love leia and everything she stands for and like when everyone else literally everyone else around her if they go off, if they go exile, if they just don't want the responsibility, if a million reasons, maybe they're just tired. They all leave. She never does. And she doesn't, it's not even that she doesn't. It's the fact that she never considers it is the mm-hmm. point that I keep going back to. There was never a question. There was, she, she never even said like, I think I'm just going to take today off. She never even thought about taking <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm like, go take the, a nap. <laughs> yeah, like the idea that the thought never even crossed her mind is like, yeah. People who take a day off are still strong. She never even considered it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, Leia's just, gosh, so inspiring. I, I, I love her. I think she's fantastic. I don't know why I just thought of that one commercial where it's like, dads don't take sick days. Dads take NyQuil. I'm like, heroes yes. don't take sick days. Heroes take hope. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Princess NyQuil. <laughs> can we can we bottle that up and sell it? Uh, yeah, guaranteed. Give it two weeks. <laughs> We're gonna monetize it. Don't worry. Yeah, that's right. And that's right. to my point too of why I think Leia is I, Brian. You make some excellent points, and and to think that she is really the the most important character in, in Star Wars, and again why she starts to think you know this First Order is rising up. The bureau yep. the bureaucracy is going against her. Nobody wants to listen to her, especially nope. after we find out Darth Vader is her father. Why should we listen to her? Mm-hmm. Right? Crazy. She's got some crazy family 
baggage going on. We don't want to take any of that on. So and you go in the stays. corner, Leia, and do your thing. She forms the resistance. If she doesn't yes. form the resistance, Hosnian Prime, Hosnian system blows up, and that's it. Yep. There is nothing left. Because she forms the resistance, they have a fighting chance. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because she held out hope for a better future against what was a growing and looming threat. And she still has that hope despite her son falling to the dark side. It's insane. I cannot believe how... I don't even know how she does it. Um, I... Yeah. I think, uh, Savannah, like you said, how J.J. Abrams needs to do a, a class on stress management. I think <laughs> yeah. Leia needs to do a, a class on hope management. Maybe that'll be the post credit yes. scene yes. of, right? of uh, like a 25-minute seminar. I would I would pay for an extra ticket for that. <laughs> I would. Same. Yeah, absolutely. Same. And now, Brian, you bring up an excellent point, too, how we never see Leia give up on hope Ever. until a point, until a point. And this is why I think The Last Jedi speaks volumes, at least to me. Yep. We see Leia finally give up hope in The Last Jedi. And I didn't really think about it in this context until I started typing up the notes for this. But this is really we, we see her at her weakest, her lowest moment in her entire life after all this tragedy and she's still made it through somehow she's still been persistent we finally see her give up which is crazy as they're on crate Mm -hmm. calling for resistance allies to come to their defense and they're about to basically be destroyed by the first order who is about to crack open this door like an eggshell yeah she says we fought till the end but the galaxy has lost all its hope the spark is out and I love the idea that now in the sequel trilogy, hope is becoming personified as a sort of spark. And even Poe says, you know, we're the spark that will light the fire, that will burn the First Order down. Yep. So I think hope and spark are kind of uh, synonyms of each other. But we finally see her give up, which is, I think this is one of the most powerful things in 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 her journey to be like, wow, she's finally called, she's, she's finally <gasps> cashing in, you know, like she's done. But and out comes her brother, who once again, after all these years, when she when he came and rescued her on the Death Star and instilled hope back in her, when she he he opens up her cell door, takes off his helmet and says, I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. He does the same exact thing. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm your brother. I'm here to rescue you. I'm going to go out there and face down the entire First Order with a laser sword. And I'm going to instill hope in all of the people across the galaxy again. I have to do it one more time. I have to show you that hope still exists, even among all this loss and among all this evil in the galaxy. No one's ever really gone, Leia. Remember that as you, as I, as I fade into the force, remember this one thing. And I think that's where in the rise of Skywalker, she's going to remember those words so closely. You know, no one's ever really gone. No matter what happens, do not give up on hope. And I'm telling you that right now, I'm even going to kill myself to show you that. And I think that's why his sacrifice is so powerful and why this, moment between them before he goes out there is, is just so moving sure i i would argue that i don't think she lost hope i think she was accepting the fact that the galaxy had lost hope mm. like it, it's it's like her being the last general on the hill you know what i mean yeah like every everyone else is dead but she's still there you know like mm-hmm. she even says like nobody answered the call she's like you know we fought to the end i'm here I'm, i never left i'm right here if we're gonna yeah. if this is our end well i'm gonna be right here facing the end Mm-hmm. You know, and then Luke is like, hold on a second. Your signal's bad here. I got you. <laughs> you know, so I, 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 I don't know if Leia herself had lost hope. I think mm-hmm. she was accepting the fact that everyone around her had. 
and it was mm-hmm. like the coming to the realization of like, yeah, wow, okay, you know what? I thought we had this. I guess I was wrong, but you know what? I don't regret it. This is what it is. They're gonna remember this. And then Luke is like, "Hold my cloak." <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent point. I think I think you're definitely on to something there. I think maybe I would, I think I would agree with you actually to kind of. You don't have to. Savannah my... never does. <laughs> no, no, but you have a point. I mean, she doesn't truly, she doesn't truly, truly give out hope. She's very close to it, I think, at least. Yep. But it's I just still think her choice her, of you know? words is like, you know, the galaxy's lost the hope. The spark has gone out. Like, man, yeah. you know, because I'm sure she, being Leia, you know, she's the 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 one, the, the very small woman who's very loud. <laughs> you know, she's standing on top of the X-wing, telling everybody else what to do, because uh, yeah. she's that awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was like, I don't know. I, 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 it's that's one of my favorite scenes as well because that's like Luke remembering who he is. You know yeah. what I mean? And like bringing up the part, you know, I'm a stormtrooper. I'm here to rescue you. I love that scene because one, Luke is like, oh man, I'm the hero, gonna save the princess, and she's, and she's like, like Get just out hanging <laughs> out. Like if you see her laying in the cell, she is not worried at all. She's yeah. just like, yeah, she's bored. And then the stormtrooper walks <laughs> in. She's like, aren't you a little short? Like that's Leia. And then she's like, oh, <laughs> Kenobi sent you. Cool. Give me your blaster because I'm going to do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Into the garbage chute, flyboy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love that about her because she's like, you just show her the door and she'll run through it. You don't have to tell her what to do. She tells you what to do. Right. Yeah. Um, but And then still is there. I mean, she's on crate, the last stand. Who's there? Leia. Yeah. Yeah. Because she don't give up. Mm-hmm. I love that. Having like, can you imagine a fraction of the pain that she has felt, knowing no. that her the love of her life, Han Solo, was killed by their son? Mm. Imagine, and then she still is fighting the good fight. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy. Kind of love Leia. Ugh. Savannah, uh, what are your thoughts on sequel trilogy Leia and this idea that again, despite even worse tragedy that she's experiencing post empire you know she's always been in this war her entire life she's still finding hope somehow i have so many mixed feelings on what i want in episode (laughs) nine but i i do think for her sake like the redemption has to happen so that she can be at peace and have that like hope restored in her and have that fulfilled but I'm also interested to see what her relationship is like with Ray. I think we've inferred in her Same. that she's going to train Ray. And I want to see her, you know, have hope in Ray that Ray will continue the fight on her behalf as well. But mm-hmm. I hope that Leia gets to see with her own eyes how everything pans out you know, with right. with her son. I really hope that she gets to see that. And I hope so it's good. So that she feels like <laughs> this sake. whole thing wasn't for naught, you know? Exactly. All this fight her entire life. Because that's depressing if she's fought her entire yeah. life and doesn't see the fruits of success. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I you want know, it to be good for her. <laughs> yeah. I think the relationship between Rey and, and Leia is very important too. Mm-hmm. Have you guys read Agreed. Resistance Reborn? I have yep. not. I have the book, but I haven't read it yet. Okay. There are some quotes in Resistance Reborn and some really, really good moments between Leia and Rey and just some of the conversations that they're having. And I think it's very much Leia passing down her knowledge and 
what she has experienced through her fight her entire life onto Ray to say, hey, you got to remember these certain things. You got to remember these things about hope. She tells Ray, hope is good. Hope is important. And sometimes it is all we have. But what does hope have to do with being rational? And she says this on page 13 in relation to a conversation about hoping maybe Ben could come back or better himself. And this is included in one of the excerpts on StarWars.com before the book came out. And later on, I think Ray kind of instills that attitude within her. And she says, we have to fight. I know it's hard, but what's the alternative? Let the First Order win? They wouldn't spare our friends and family. At least we fight for what we love this way. As long as we fight, there's hope. And then Leia thinks hope, a small word, but so precious, so difficult to maintain and easy to lose. And then Mm -hmm. she says, there's always hope, Leia agreed. Drops of water, right? Ray's nod was solemn, which we will build to an ocean. Because there's this whole idea of, it takes a little droplets here and there. You could say residue in a way. Yeah, I would. (laughs) I would not. There's this... (laughs) These drops of water, this residue of hope that (laughs) enough of enough of it can build an entire ocean of hope. And it's kind of those small wins, that small win attitude that builds to a larger victory. And that's what I'm hoping we will see (laughs) in the Rise of Skywalkers. All these small victories that we've seen throughout the Skywalker saga, no matter how big the stakes were, they all lead to this final confrontation between the resistance, the rebellion Palpatine and the Empire and the First Order. Mm-hmm. Yep. The dark side and the light. I, yeah. I get so nervous with the use of the footage of Leia that they already have. Like, I'm hoping... I, I hate that we are using that <laughs> word so much right now. Um, I love it. But I'm hoping that they have enough footage to use to finish up her story the right way. I'm really nervous about that. Yeah. Yeah. I... Well, I mean... Okay. So I was at a I was at a round table with the writer and the producer uh mm, last week. La ti da, yes, pinky in the air. Uh <laughs> and it, it they actually talked about how they approached that and it gave me a lot of hope in episode nine of what's coming. <laughs> um they you know, JJ made seven, right? Mm-hmm. So those scenes are from seven. So JJ knows what he cut and what he had. Mm-hmm. And then what they did was they started with what they had and then wrote scenes around it. So it wasn't about shoehorning what they had into the scene. It was about building a scene around what was already there. Mm -hmm. And that makes me feel really good, because I'm like, okay, you're not like writing a scene, go, oh, well, that line work here. Let's just kind of get in there. Uh, All right, that kind of works. Right. Uh, You know, it was like they they started with Leia and built out from her, Uh, and that gives me hope. <laughs> the tricky thing too, this is not again not not another easy task because no, if you don't include Leia, in my mind, that's worse than including her, maybe not living up to the expectations. You know, I completely agree. I agree. Yeah, because you if you don't include her, her, then it's like, okay, well, this character that's so important and so critical to the saga is just completely done a disservice. Right, and it's almost yep. like wiped away. And that's what J.J. Abrams has been saying. He said it it would feel so cheap to just say she died in the crawl. Like, how terrible would that be to just be like, okay, I didn't even get to see her, like, pass away. Like, cool. I think they'd have people walk out of the theater if they did that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Probably. Probably. And the fact that she's had her blessing, the blessings of 
of Todd Fisher and Billy Lord to do mm-hmm. this in this movie. I think they're working with what they got to try to make a meaningful story. And yes, there may be some sort of uncanniness to it. And I'm sure everybody's going to feel that. But I think if we can kind of sit back and just accept it to say mm-hmm. life took Carrie away from us and there's nothing we can do about it except try our best to just celebrate her being on screen in some sort of way and just mm-hmm. yep. pretending and it her. it's, it's real, you know? Yeah, and it is her. Yeah, it's unused footage. A little bit yeah. manipulation here and there, whether it's her outfit or whatnot, but it's yeah. her, you know, it's mm-hmm. her performance. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see that. I think that's the thing I'm the most excited for in the movie is like Yeah. Yeah. So how does all this end? And that's a big question. Mm-hmm. We have this spark uh-huh. of hope. We've had the spark of hope since the rebellion days, and it's still the war is still mm-hmm. raging. Is it ever going to end? What is going to happen? What do you think? Who is going to carry that spark of hope the most in this movie? I know, again, there's some limitations with Leia, but do you still think she will be the singular point of hope to spark the rest of the re- the resistance? I hope and... it's Rey, personally. Yeah, me too. I, me too. Rey was like a very important character to me in The Force Awakens, and my love for her dwindled throughout Episode Eight. but in The Force Awakens, I felt like she had so much hope for so many things. And I her family. really, yeah, I really want to see that back and I want her to kind of carry the torch. And of course I want Leia to have hope as well, but I picture Ray as having that role in this movie. Agreed. Yep. We agree. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Guys, breaking news. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We did it. Yay. Going yeah, back to, so. to the, the story of, of Pandora's box too, you know, not to kind of keep harping on it, but I do think it has some serious implications to this idea. Sure. You know, think back to Hope being in that box and Ray literally being trapped on Jakku, mm-hmm. hoping right. something will happen to her. Again, the idea of hoping for out of despair, it's just like, okay, mm-hmm. they'll come back. I hope they come back. I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. I'm just going to kind of live my life here and scavenge each day and survive the best I can and write, write the number on the wall of how long I've been waiting. That's not action. That's just, that's just, you know, she's not taking any action. She's just waiting. Right. Yep. But when she finally goes and gets the call to action to take her hero's journey and accept the fact that she can't just sit around on Jack who waiting for somebody to come for her. That's what Maz literally tells her is the longing you seek is not behind you. It's ahead. Yep. And that's when it kind of clicks for Ray. Like, okay, I got to hope for something else because this isn't going to happen. It hasn't happened for years and years and years. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, I think you guys are totally hitting the nail on the head. She will that's another be example the of, of false hope. hope. Mm-hmm. Waiting yeah. for her family. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. It's like Maz was like, remember that podcast about hope and false hope? <laughs> I think you're on the false hope side of it. And she's like, <laughs> what? Yeah, wow, I remember that scene. Yeah. Good scene. But I I agree. I think she has to be the beacon of hope. She's got to be the Luke Skywalker of of this generation of this fight. Mm-hmm. Yes. And please. She, it's it's so it's it's symbolic cuz you're, you're a hopeless desert planet. Right. To these two heroes and they finally leave their comfort zone or they're waiting for something else that's never going to come and they actually just take the action upon themselves to do it and that's mm-hmm. that's where the hope gets created cuz they see what can happen when you hope and and actually act 
rather than just sit back and wait for something to happen to you. I think that's important to make that distinction. Right. I, I totally agree. agree. Let's talk about our, our main characters to kind of wrap all this up in a, in a nice little bow. Each of our characters, what are they each hoping for? Because I think, again, hope isn't just singular to Leia and Luke and Rey. I think right. every character has hope. And I think that's the, the power of Star Wars because every every character has their own journey and they're all hoping for something, which is why they're fighting. Because I think every I think you're not fighting if you're not holding out hope for something. Because yep. then otherwise, why fight? You know? Agreed. So what would you guys say, at least among the main core cast of characters, let's let's take Poe, Finn, Ray, Leia, Kylo, and Rose. Mm. What do you think those characters are are all hoping for? I mean, Leia is clearly hoping for her son's salvation, in a sense, for his mm-hmm. for his life and to come back to the light. For Ray, for Ray, that one's tough for me. Brian, what do you think about Ray? I think Ray is hoping to find out like who she is on the in the broader sense of things like how she fits into all of this Mm. because she clearly is called by the force to do great things Mm -hmm. but what those things are and what they end up being uh i think i think this i think she is hoping for like this this self-discovery thing to kind of come to fruition Mm -hmm. you know because she's still i mean she's ray from jakku right she's a jedi trainee but we're clearly not at the end of her story yet so I think she's hoping for that, like the end, like what, what is this? Where does she fit into all of this? You know, contradictory to what Kylo said in episode eight when he was like, you're nothing. You right. don't fit into the story at all. Like, I think she does. And I think she believes that she does. And I think she's hoping to find out how and why. Mm-hmm. I think that's also the same for Finn, too. Because yeah. he only knows himself as a stormtrooper. He doesn't know his family. He doesn't even know his real name. And I'm, you know, I want him to, to know the answers to those questions and understand where he fits in. Once all this is said and done, once the first Absolutely. order is taken down, where does he fit in? Um, yeah. But Kylo, <laughs> what do we think about Kylo? <laughs> I think he hopes to be the heir apparent of Darth Vader. Yeah. I, At least I that's he what he thinks he in. wants. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. You know. Like Kylo, yeah. I think. I mean, I, I like Kylo a lot. I loved him in Episode Eight, and you know, my favorite moment was when he told Luke, "He's like, I'll destroy her, and ev- I'll kill everybody." And mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh snap!" Mm-hmm. Like I one hundred percent believe that if Ray had showed up, Kylo would have cut her down. And I'm like, "Oh, this guy is not messing around." Uh, so I think he wants to see now that he isn't being probably how he feels held back by a master or somebody else you know first he was held back by luke because he wasn't powerful enough and blah 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 so then snoke showed up and then snoke was like making fun of his hat all the time so he's like get out of here <laughs> so what what does supreme leader mean well i'm you know? assuming he thinks that will free him of of all the pain that he's yeah def- definitely which is textbook sith stuff right right yeah but that's not gonna yeah. happen <laughs> no i mean anakin look at him like he hunted down every jedi that survived the purge because he was in pain and wanted to inflict that on other people mm-hmm. to make mm-hmm. himself temporarily feel better. And it you never know? did. Yeah. He's got a wrong road ahead of him. That's not yeah. a good one. But And that's going to be the tragedy yeah. of Kylo Ren. He's going to be in the peak of power. He's going to be the supreme leader. Like, what, what better title could you have to think you're right. all-powerful and you have everything you need? Mm-hmm. And he's going to get to that point and realize, 
uh, yeah, no. <laughs> it's not enough. It's like when you order a, you know, two extra large pizzas for yourself on a Friday <laughs> night to marathon yes. Star Wars and you get the pizzas and you're like, eh, I thought this would be good, but no, it was a terrible yeah. idea. <laughs> yep, but then you have to persevere like Leia <laughs> and you can't give up because there's the hope that you'll be able to finish them all before the following Friday. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, I'm here for you, buddy. And I think of, of Kylo when he says, I feel the pull to the light. I do think, similar to what we said about Padme imprinting hope within her children, I think Leia did the same thing for Ben. And mm-hmm. I think Ben feeling that pull to the light is literally like kind of hope in the bottom of the box. Mm-hmm. Saying like, hey, Ooh. I'm still here. There's still hope. You know, and I he's think like, it's even stronger <laughs> with him because she actually got to raise him, whereas Padme didn't raise her children. Yeah, excellent point. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I'm I... so interested in the Charles Soule series because of that. Like, what happened mm-hmm. to Ben Solo? You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it would give so much context to all of this. Yeah, hmm. um, I can't believe I think... that's coming out Wednesday. By the way, I know. Oh yikes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much happening this week. Um, no. For Rose, I feel like she hopes for basically like peace and freedom for everyone in the galaxy, no matter Revenge. who you are. Yeah. Um, for Poe though, I'm not sure. I'm, I think Poe sure. hopes for what Leia hopes for, like mm-hmm. the end of the war. Yeah. Yeah. Poe just wants a day off. You know, yeah, he's because yeah. he's you know being groomed to lead the resistance, right? Uh, especially in the new books. Um, and in episode eight, when Leia was like, you know, there were heroes but no leaders, mm-hmm. she's like, you need to pay attention. Uh, I feel like Poe is like, okay, let's. I I think he's singularly focused on defeating the first order, which was why you know like Holdo was like, we're gonna. Where the spark that'll you know light the fire of hope across the galaxy, and Poe's like, we're gonna start a fire and burn it down. So I feel like Poe is definitely that guy. Mm-hmm. It's like, they're there. We're going to handle this. We're going to save the galaxy. Let's do this. I got the A-wing. Got this. Yep, exactly. You need a pilot. I think you're right, Savannah. Rose definitely wants peace. Because you think mm-hmm. she lost her sister. She lost her yeah. planet. She just wants to sit down and, like... Have a and drink know that with her safe, friends. I think. I think she wants to know that, <laughs> you know, like the young people and everyone, like everyone, is safe. Yeah. Because yeah. she she wants to put her fist through this lousy, beautiful town. She's just sick of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She just wants it all to stop. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of corruption. I'm sick Horses. of this war. I'm sick of these people who sit idly by and just live their own peaceful life, but. There's so much bad happening out there in the world that they don't even care. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the rest of us are severely affected by these events. Yeah. I just want to, I want to have that, that kind of laid back life, you know? Right. It's Related. her story is very together. tragic too, in a way. I think she, she can kind of almost relate to Leia in some sense too. Not much yeah. family left, any family, just her found right. family and the resistance. And I, there sure. are some nice moments I think in, in resistance reborn between Leia and Rose with Leia kind of acknowledging that there's something there with Rose, something pretty special in her fire, like the fire inside of her. Mm-hmm. And yep. Leia acknowledges that, that she's special for that reason. Aw, that's yeah. cool. We got to get more like credit it. to Rose, I think. That's why I bring her, yeah. bring her back up. I agree. You know? I love Rose, man. 
She's fantastic. Kelly Marie Tran is a gem. She oh, is great. Agreed. We love you know? her. Agreed. And, you know, she said that, like, Star Wars, in a quote, you know, that's how we're going to win. Not mm-hmm. by fighting what we hate, but protecting what we love. That's yeah. Star Wars, in a quote. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. Yep. Yes, please. More of that. Mm-hmm. And and Poe, too. Yes, I, I I do think he is very much aligned with Leia's hopes. And especially for him, he wants to make sure... Sh- he hopes that his mistakes, especially didn't cost them a fighting chance. And that's yep. something that he deals with a lot in Resistance Reborn is, I messed up. I need yep. to fix this. So I think heading into the Rise of Skywalker, he will certainly carry some of that baggage with him, and I think he will make more well-thought-out decisions. And mm-hmm. we are not going to see the same Poe we've seen in Episodes 7 and 8. We're going to see a very... like He's like going to be very leader. steadfast. A leader, yeah. He's going to mm-hmm. be just able to make those quick executive decisions and and know the costs immediately and what it what it will what what it could happen like what could happen as a result and i think he's yep. going to be well guided in what what they do as a resistance i mean they're getting so many forces together there's so much really relying on his shoulders it's kind of terrifying when you see all those ships and that yeah. one shot in the trailer and you're like okay <laughs> poe and leia went to work like they yeah. got some people they got apparently harris and doula to come back into the fight which i'm sure she's been I sipping know. margaritas on the the beaches of of wherever you know with her <laughs> maybe with jason yeah but i mean he got he got a lot of people back and i think that's what he hoped for and now he's hoping it will all just kind of pan off. out and that yeah. these are enough this is enough of a resistance uh, reborn to fight the rest of the First Order. Oh my god. So. What if Ahsoka is on the ghost? I Yo. would cry. Yo. I would cry. Think about it. That just popped into my head. <laughs> <laughs> like this like this is the end, right? Like, okay, we're calling literally everybody. This is the last yeah. hurrah. Ahsoka <laughs> would 100% answer that phone call. And if Hera's like, no, for realsies, we're taking the ghost out too. And she's been with the ghost to crew before... Oh, man. Give okay. it to us, okay. JJ, you Ooh. coward. <laughs> yeah, you coward. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Okay. We're all right. We're fine. We're fine. Now We're I, fine. Have I want that to happen, head. but I'm also scared if that happens because I'll scream so loud in the theater that everyone will lose their hearing. <laughs> I feel like that's happening regardless, um, especially to anybody in my theater. So apologies ahead of time, but also I'm not sorry. I seriously just want a roll call of everybody in space. Just like a like a two minute roll call, like roll call, like we got in Rogue <laughs> yes. One. Yes, you just hear you hear like agreed. Vanessa Marshall's voice. You hear like Ashley Eckstein. They're all saying like you know here General Sandula here. <sighs> I want to see them yes. too though. Like I want to actually yeah. see them. Savannah yeah, is never thing enough with Rogue for her. One. I wish it's a perfect movie. Besides the fact that we didn't get an inside look at, at the ghost. Yeah, that's my I only agree. complaint. Yeah, that would have been amazing. Yeah, that's true. We got Radis though. We did. That's true. I do like him. A pretty good train, if you ask me. (laughs) (laughs) We fight. Yes, I say we fight. Radis is a a good beacon of hope, too. Those Mon Calamari are crazy. They will persist no matter what, and I think that's why they show up in the fight and why Leia has so many close ties to them is because they have the same same belief structure, and they will fight even if it means they're doomed. Rest yeah, in peace, Raddus. That's why they named the ship after Raddus in The Last Jedi. I mean, come That's on. True. You know? That is true. And I would love so. to see a ship in The Rise of Skywalker be called like the Organa or something like that. Oh. That would be cool. Done. That's you know? too I'll make, I'll make hardcore. It 
I'll, yeah. I'll make some phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we covered quite a bit on on the the idea of hope and we did get one question and i want to answer this because thank you for for asking a question last second here patty the everyday fangirl at patty bones 2 wants to know what one moment from the star wars saga defines hope best Ooh, it's a tough one patty with the good questions always it's a great question patty it is one moment that signifies hope huh Wow. I'm starting to understand why people use show notes. <laughs> hmm. Ah, I got one. While wow, you guys what, think. What's yours? What's yours? And I just yeah. remembered this. My, I don't know if this is the best, but it's something that's way up there, is when in Rogue One, they're okay. descending onto Scarif, and they're waiting for their clearance codes to work, and... Mm. Jen Urso reaches into her shirt, pulls out her kyber crystal yeah. necklace, and just holds on to it and closes her eyes. And you kind of hear like the the theme play that mm-hmm. we hear right in the beginning when her mother tells her trust in the Force. Yep. I think that's a really great moment of hope. That's a because they one. know we could be blown out of the sky right now, and True. if so, okay, we tried our best. We hoped. I just think that was a really good moment. I don't know if I it's the, the best, but it's one that really stands out to me. I think the end of Rogue One when Cassian and Jin are on the beach, that's pretty pretty real too because they know that they did all they could and and now it's up to the rebellion to hopefully receive this message and do something with it. That man, that scene gets me. Yeah. And Cassian (laughs) even says, Do you think anybody's listening? They don't even know if they got the message. They could be just dying for no reason, you know? It's sad. Right, that's the oh. ultimate hope that they just, they're like, okay, we're dying now, but we hope it makes it. Ugh. Man, okay. Your father would God, be proud. Follow is... up that, Brian. <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, this is tough. It's like, because, ah, man, okay. Uh, Well, mm, if I mm, may, mm, uh, <laughs> let's a tough see. question. It's a it's a great question that requires a lot of thought, and I've got like a hundred moments, but I'm like, which one's like a good moment of hope, right? But then I would have to like boil down what hope means to me, right? And I love the idea that you brought up that hope is doing something without expecting to see the fruition of it. You're just doing it in the hopes that it will work out. Mm-hmm. And when I think about that out loud, I'm going to land on. The Holdo Maneuver. Oh, wow. Did not see that one coming. I didn't either. I'm just spitballing here. Uh, And (laughs) (laughs) Savannah knows uh, how I operate. You know what? Yes, I'm I'm sticking to that because everything else is swirling around. The Holdo Maneuver, because that was full on, like, I love, 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 love Amelyn Holdo. Like, she's probably my top five favorite Star Wars characters of all time. I think she's fantastic. Because she... She has hope for the rebellion, but it's so matter of fact that it's almost not a hope. It, she just knows. You know what I mean? Like her hope is so strong that this is going to work that she's like, oh no, this is how it is. To where she doesn't even have to explain herself to people. She's like, just trust me. I got this. Which, you know, Poe obviously has some issues with. And he learns later on, oh, maybe I should have just trusted her. Uh, but the Holdo maneuver, I mean, nobody knew that was going to work. Yeah. <laughs> and who did it? 
Um, and, you know, she literally gave her life for the rebellion in the hopes that they would survive because they're literally getting picked off. You know, there's like, what, 20 vessels left, and they're just boom, boom, counts going down, and she's like, all right, I'm turning this thing around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, or literally all of Rogue One, would be my <laughs> Just the my, entire my, movie, that moment. Yeah, my, my answer be, um, I mean, I have a bunch, but I'll, I'll settle on that one just so we don't go for another hour of me being like, um, <laughs> something. Good, good job, Patty. You broke me. It's a great uh, with question. With a great question. That is such question. a good question. And just to kind of go back to what we originally started with was the idea of, of taking action as a result of hope. And then Holdo does that perfectly. Hey, I mean, we see her sitting there going like, oh, like full speed rebels, full speed. And they're all getting blown up. And she could have just sat there and watched, you know? Yep. What does she do? Yep. She takes action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she and does. I want to real quick too. I want to ask you guys what hope means to you. But to me, again, it means that action. It means, yeah. it means you have an idea in your head of something that you want to happen and you go out there and you take it by the reins and you hope for, for that to come to fruition. And it's why Luke stares at those twin sons and realizes he's got to take action in his life. I have these two droids and I got to do something with my life. If I want to be, you know, the pilot I'd always wanted to be. I don't want to be a moisture farmer forever. Mm-hmm. And it's why Rogue One, why they go down to Scarif and do what they got to do no matter the cost. And I think hope is one of the most powerful things. And even in our own lives, I mean, mm-hmm. if you hope to own your own business, Savannah, I mean, you, you started your own, you know, marketing mm-hmm. firm. And I, I think that right there is the idea of hope. You know, you take mm-hmm. a risk on something and you don't know if it will or won't work out, but if it does you hope it does you hope it <laughs> you does hope and that's all you have while you're doing it is just hope yeah and it's one of the most like i think it's one of the biggest things that we can have in our own lives is hope whether it's a career or a personal relationship or uh school you know, everything is kind of built around that idea of hope because wh- otherwise mm-hmm. what's the point you know right i agree for me i think it's a lot about the perseverance through the bad knowing that your actions your patience your time your struggles will have a good result it will be worth it in the end that's what hope is to me it's a good one hope to me is a rational belief that things can be different and it's something that like you said you have to hold on to but like hope is intangible you know, it's something mm-hmm. like you hope something is better, but there's no there. A lot of times, there's no like data to back it up. You yeah, know I mean, like I hope I hope this works. Saying that means it hasn't worked before. You know, and you don't have the data to know that it's going to work. That's where the hope comes in. It's almost like faith. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's this extra thing. It's just, it it it's above logic. It's above everything else. And I I'm gonna piggyback off of uh, what Savannah said. It's it's perseverance. It's the it is the most powerful thing that somebody can have, I think. If you're going through a really hard time, the way to get through it is to hope that they'll be better. You know, and then you have you can take active steps toward that, but it's the fuel. Yeah. You know, like you get tired. Like you have good days, you have bad days, and when things are really bad for long periods of time, you're in a season of not great things. The hope that there's light on the other side of the dark is the fuel to keep you going. It's like this this like water flow chart. Of going on. Uh, I don't know if I answered your question, but I, I was trying to work residue in there and it didn't work. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I like I like hope. I wouldn't be here without it. Um, right. Yeah. I think it's important. And I think we can, 
I think hope also inspires itself in other people, you know, and I like that. I think of Mon Mothma telling Generoso the odds are too great, and she does it anyways. So never tell me the odds, people. Yes. That's that's right. That's my favorite quote. Yeah. That's right. you, uh, You hope for whatever you want out there. Take it by the reins, take action, and never give up on it because you never know what could happen in your life. That's right. And I think that Organa right. of Alderan, or Princess of Alderan, or General, is the shining beacon of what hope can do. So mm-hmm. with that, Agreed. we've reached the end of the conversation. We've reached the end of the road. I hoped we would get here, and we did. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Good job. Congrats. So look at us. This is an accomplishment think to of, wrangle both yeah. Savannah and I. You did well. <laughs> we like did a Paul Rudd. Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> That's right. Who would have yeah. thought? Who'd have thought? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> God, I love that. Yeah, right. Hey. Hey. <laughs> look at us. <laughs> I love it. Well, Savannah and Brian, thank you two so much for coming on Friends of the Force today. This is a lot of fun. Hopefully it won't thank be you. the last time you two are awesome. on the show. Maybe we'll have you on post Tross because starting to starting to fill in the schedule on some episodes and you know kind of becomes clearer once we know what happens in this crazy movie we're seeing in three days oh my gosh it would be great to talk about leia's story as a whole once we know kind of what happens in the next one yeah maybe we can regroup to do our our second parter on this but in the meantime while we wait for that potential future collaboration where can all of our listeners find you two on uh on social media and what do you got coming up Ladies first. You can find me on all social media at The Dorky Diva. If you want to listen to The Dorky Diva Show, you can listen on iTunes, um, Stitcher, and if you go to thedorkydiva.com, you can find all of our episodes there as well. Um, As for things coming up, we are working on a very secret project that we can't share any details about, but it's very exciting. And uh, we have have had a little bit fewer podcasts this season than usual because – mostly brian has been working so hard on this project whoa 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 you throw me under the bus here no no you're working on it i'm not really doing a whole lot right now but that's true it's we're very excited about it it will be coming out next year um so look forward to that and stay up to date with our twitter account at dorky diva show because we'll be announcing um stuff about the project on there oh yeah that sounds exciting. I, I love little surprises like that. I, I cannot wish wait we to hear what you guys more, are doing. But it's, oh, it's huge. It's huge, but it's, it's yeah. very time consuming. We've been working on it since June. Wow. Yeah. And we're not Long even time. halfway through, I feel like. We're not Dang. even close to halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is a monster undertaking, but it's going to be really cool. I'm, I'm really excited yeah, about it. I'm excited too. Wow. I'm tired. But yeah. Really <laughs> yeah. Well, if that's any reason yeah. to follow you guys on Twitter to find out what that is when you finally unveil it, I think that's yeah. that is the that is a great thing. So I'm excited yeah. to see what that yeah. is. But thank you uh, too again cool. for for coming on today, and I really appreciate it. And for all of you out there listening, make sure wherever you're listening to the podcast, you rate and review us five stars and subscribe to get the latest episodes as they come on your feed. You can find us at Friends of Force on Twitter and Friends of the Force on Instagram. Uh, you can send us an email to friends of the force podcast at gmail.com and you can join our Patreon starting at $1 a month. Thank you, Alderanian Rose, Chris from Kentucky, Michael Condon, Neil Lowry, Roll Farm Boy, and T. And lastly, we are a part of the Star Wars Escape Pods Network, which aims at promoting positivity in the Star Wars fandom. So again, Love that is it. it. So I hope to see you all past the rise of Skywalker. If I don't melt into a puddle on the floor and die in the theater, hopefully that's not going to be the case. 
Uh, but we will see. I might not make it through this movie. It's going to be a crazy time. But this is the last main show before The Rise of Skywalker. 27 episodes of Friends of the Force later on the main show. And we are finally here. That's 27 weeks. That's crazy that we started this podcast so long ago. And it's all led to this moment. So Brian and Savannah, thank you guys again so much for coming on Friends of the Force today. Thank you so much for having us. Of course. And for all of you out there listening, until next time, after the rise of Skywalker, we are all ones with the Force. We are all friends of the Force. And may the Force be with you always. Stay hopeful, my friends. <laughs>